Why are you so nervous, Marcus? It's all right, mate. You're <laughs> good day, chick. And I'll just say right back to him. I'll say, good day, toots. Did the boys take the piss out of it? Yes, we did, but we all did enjoy Quinny boy, how are you, mate? Oh, we're back to Quinny boy. I'm good, mate. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good, good. I don't, I don't know how to uh, introduce it any other way now. It just it, comes naturally. No, it's stuck. I don't mind it. Mm. I'm used to it now. I don't expect anything else, actually. Yeah. So we'll just keep rolling. I'm going to get you by surprise one week. You mm. will. You'll hit me with something I'm not expecting, yeah. and you'll, uh, you throw me off guard. Ruin the podcast for everybody. It just feels right, though. It just feels right. You know what? So if it feels right, just keep yeah, rolling. All right. Absolutely. How'd you find the footy on the weekend? It was good. Tigers mm. won again, so mm. I was happy. But no, it was an interesting week of footy, as it always is. Some uh, results we may not have seen coming, some results I may or may not have predicted in my big call. And um, yeah, and then there wasn't really as many close games as what we've seen. Um, we've had a few, like, you know, really tight contests the last few weeks. We saw a few thrashings this week. So depending which side of the coin you're on, good, good times. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you can really see the top eight starting to take some shape now, I reckon. I don't think it's going to change too much from what. Is currently in it. I think Richmond did Richmond just sneak in? Yeah, yeah we're Richmond eighth. eighth. Yeah, we're yeah. Eighth. So we feel at home again. Yeah, well, you're playing like you should be there. Um, so it's I can't see a change. Then you look at the bottom eight and you think maybe the oh man, we, we keep putting this faith in the Bulldogs, but they're they're not they're not delivering. But then we, at the same time, we, we know how good they can be. So they're probably the only other likely one that could come in. Come in, and then you got Port, who's well, Port's you know, only a game out. Yeah, they're making a charge. So. Then who goes out of that eight right now? Well, St Kilda, potentially. Richmond, yes. potentially. Saints were fourth two we've weeks se- ago. We've seen the way Sydney's been playing as well. They're shaky. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think Sydney will fall out of the eight, but who knows? So, I, yeah, I think it's going to be a bit like last year where no one wants to finish in that eight spot. Yeah, I think that bottom half of the eight is going to be up for grabs. And, um, you know, dare I say it, the top four look is looking pretty good at the moment as well. I, I can't see any team in that top four that doesn't deserve to be there. Oh, I can see one or two, but <laughs> <laughs> it is looking like a strong top four at the yeah. moment, though. I think everybody that's in there have played really good footy this year, yeah. so can't, hard to argue, yeah. sadly. We'll, we'll get we'll get to the top four a bit later. Um, well, let's start. You brought up Port before. Are they back? And is the big call back from, well, not me, but you took the reins this last week? I think I may have revived the big call for the Pressure Point podcast. It was, uh, it was going downhill, and I think I... Giving it a pulse, brought it back to life. I wasn't quite on the money. I did say Port would win by 30-plus, and they won by, I think, 17 in the end. Yep. So I wasn't too far off, though. But um, I think Port may just be back. I mean, I wasn't too convinced after they beat West Coast because I think everybody's going to beat West Coast this year. And then they beat St Kilda, but it was a really scrappy affair. And, I mean, it wasn't a good game for either side. So I didn't have too much faith in them then, but... I thought if they can get the dogs, um, then they're every chance at sort of reviving their season. And they won by 17 points. Home deck as well, which always helps. But, yeah, I reckon – I don't know if they're back to top four prelim finals type Port Adelaide, but I think they're, they're good enough to squeeze into the eight this year for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I think – I don't think we ever really ruled out Port Adelaide even when they were zero and five because you just know it's like it's Port Adelaide. Like, what, what's going on here? Um, we know they're better than what they are. Um, and, yeah, they, they've – now you could probably say, yeah, against that against West Coast, you know, it was like, yeah, whatever. Um, and then the game against the Saints last week in those conditions. But I think this shows that, all right, I think Porter are starting to make a charge now. Um, and and like their forward line's starting to really fire too. Like Todd Marshall's probably having a breakout season. Um, Georgiades was good. Um, Finn Layson was good. He's probably played his best game since crossing over. And wait till so, Dixon comes back into the lineup. Yeah, exactly. So 
Um, and then Robbie Gray's back, who's playing some good footy. Uh, Travis Boak, Ollie Wallach, like the usual suspects are playing really well. So Ollie really has been good too. Yeah. Back so on the side. If any team's going to do it and come from you know, where they've come from, um, it's going to be them. So, um, yeah, and I think their, their fixtures are um, quite lenient to them over the next few weeks as well. So they can that, that could be in the top eight by next week. So which is huge. And that's the thing. I mean, Richmond have just snuck in, I think, on 16 points, and then behind them there's a few teams all in the same. It's just percentage separating us now. So you're right. Anyone could um, sneak in at this point. Yep. What about the Dockers? They just keep marching on. Yeah, the Dockers are another one now. They're a little bit like Melbourne in the sense I kind of expect them to win every week. Yeah. Um, it's not a surprise when they pull off these wins anymore. I mean, they had North Melbourne, so it was never going to be anything special to get the job done. But 78 points, pretty comfortable margin. Well, what do we... You just mentioned North. Like what mm. like what what do you make of them? Like they've they've had some tough opponents lately, but oh, yeah, their scores have been atrocious. Well, three goals, six for the whole yeah, game. That bad. that's that's so poor. I mean, yeah, I, I can't imagine being a North Melbourne fan right now. They're not really giving any hope. And early days, we sort of had a bit of faith in them, didn't we? I mean, yep. preseason and then even round one and all that, we th- sort of thought. Jeez, these guys might be all right. Not, you know, at top eight, obviously, mm. but we thought they might be a lot better than that they have been. But They if, haven't improved. If West Coast weren't in the league, they'd be bottom of the ladder. Yeah. So yeah. they haven't gotten any better, and it, I don't see any signs of them getting any better either, really. And no. do they have any injuries that I'm not thinking of? I don't, I don't think they do. I'm sure they've got pretty much a full team. Yeah, yeah, no major ones. So, I mean, they've had, they've had Cunnington out, which is probably a, is, is a big loss. Cunnington's probably more of that big spiritual loss. Yeah. Like, obviously, he's a great player too, but he's probably towards the end of his career now. He's an older bloke, so he's not going to be that real grunt-type, win-you-games-of-footy-off-his-own-boot at this point of his career. But I guess maybe having him around sort of uplifts everybody, and that could be a factor as well. But you're right. I think he's probably the only big name I can think of that isn't playing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think they're... At the same time, though, they are rebuilding. They're on a journey. Um, but, geez, you'd want to see um, at least some competitive spirit in their games because they've been smashed the last few weeks. I don't think they've gotten close. Um, you know, Freo beat them by 80 points. Um, the Blues beat them by 50 points last week. And then Geelong beat them by about 10 goals, 70 points the week before. And then the Bulldogs smashed them on Good Friday. So they've had a, a bad run. Um, and, yeah, as you said, if West Coast weren't in the league or if West Coast um, weren't, didn't have the issues that they had, and yeah, do you think it'd be worse, like the, the criticism on them, if mm. West Coast weren't around? No, not I mean, no, I think as North Melbourne, they're not. I don't know how to word this without just absolutely trash talking North <laughs> Melbourne, but that I don't want to say they're a nothing club. You know, they, they don't get that media attention yeah. that some of the big clubs do get. They're almost like an interstate side at times, in the sense that they kind of get swept under the rug some of their performances. And I think because we know they're rebuilding. People who are happy to accept the fact that they're going to lose like that just because they're rebuilding. I don't think North fans would be happy to accept it, um, probably because of the lack of effort that you see at stages. But yeah, I think the reason why West Coast is getting more attention is because West Coast should be a final side. Um, and obviously, with everything going on there, they're just not going to be. So that's probably why West Coast has stolen a lot of the attention. Um, but yeah, I think West Coast did, uh, North Melbourne, sorry, um, regardless, would probably be having the same amount. Yeah, yeah. All right, what about your boys? Mate. Dusty and Lynch. Up and about. I got a message from a friend of mine, Yanni, on the weekend, and he, the message simply stated, are we officially back? <laughs> <laughs> which I'd love to say yes, but, I mean, it's hard to say. We beat West Coast and we've beaten Collingwood, which was a good win. I'll take the Collingwood one for sure. Um, but we just played really good footy. It was good yeah. to see. Tom Lynch, six goals. I think he had 11 marks, uh, yeah. 25 disposals. He had 18 disposals and uh, five goals at halftime. Mm. 
So I don't know where Darcy Moore was. I read Titus O'Reilly's uh, weekly wrap-up that he does, which is quite funny. And he said Darcy Moore was so far away from Lynch, the people in the corporate boxes were closer to him, which I thought was hilarious. But yeah. it was true. He, Darcy Moore, uh, he is a bit more of an intercept defender, I guess. But when Tom Lynch is playing yeah. well, and he was on early as well, you'd, you'd think he'd stick a bit closer to someone yeah. like that. But although he kicked six goals, um, that wasn't the story of the game. The story of the game was obviously my man, Dustin Martin, back. Back in the side, uplifting. Good to see. He had twenty three and a couple of goals, which is, I guess, a classic Dusty game. He doesn't really, he doesn't really get high number of disposals anymore like he used to. He doesn't need to have those thirty disposal games to be impactful. And he kicked his two, had a couple, he had a fend off, which the crowd went nuts for. It was high. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, but yeah. it was high on Nick Dacos. Or, yeah. But um, it was yeah, it was great to have him back, and I think you could tell the players loved having him there, the fans loved having him there. Um, after such a Interesting journey that he's been on. We're obviously not all aware of what exactly was going on in his head, but it was just good to see him back out there. Yeah, for sure. It was great. I loved it. And yeah, Dusty's one of my favourite players to watch as well. And he just looked like he, yeah, picked up where he left off. You know, was classic Dusty Martin. Although he, he did look a bit rusty in the first quarter. Rusty, rusty, dusty. Rusty, yeah. dusty. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, after half time, he really got going. Um, and then just, yeah, just played, played the, the classic Dusty way. Yeah, well, that's why I probably thought they should have brought him up for the VFL, just to give him that bit of match experience. Match experience? <laughs> yeah, match experience. I can't even, like, joke about that. No, you're <laughs> right. I think the first quarter is probably just finding his feet a little bit, just getting used to the being back playing again. It's been, yeah. what, eight weeks since... Or was not seven weeks. Well, he's played, was round one. He's essentially played one game in half a year. Because when did he, when did he um, get injured last year? Yeah. He missed half of... The he, of he did play some of the pracky matches, though, if you want to count those. Yeah, but, but yeah, you're actual, right. He, actual AFL game. Yeah, he's played yeah. one game in about a, nearly... Yeah, half a year. Half a year. Yeah. So he's missed a lot of footy. So it was good to see him back out there. Um, and yeah, he played reasonably well and he's only going to get better, you'd imagine, with yeah. more game time under his belt. But one thing I did want to touch on um, that I was upset about, and if I was doing Crimey River this week, I'd be bringing it up in this, but Dusty Martin and uh, Fox Footy. So for those who don't know, Fox Footy reached out to the Richmond Footy Club during the week and said, look, basically Dusty's back. We want to try and get an interview before or after the game with him, you know, because it's Dusty and everyone wants an interview with Dusty. Richmond pretty much said he's not doesn't want to do an interview. Like, there's no chance. He doesn't want to do it. Anyway, on the day, Sarah Jones, after the game, tried to grab Dusty and he pretty much just waved her away. He gave her nothing. And Nick Rewalt went down to the rooms um, after the song and tried to grab Richmond's media manager and get someone to organise the interview just to ask him a few stock standard questions, apparently. Um, and just Dusty never appeared and nothing ever came from it. And now there's a bit of talk about whether, you know, that's right, should players have the right to just deny the media and media attention and all that, just, you know, considering their contracts are largely paid by these um, media organisations like Fox Footy and all the rest of it. And honestly... If someone's obviously been through a hard time and it's a sensitive thing, obviously they're not going to want to talk to you. Respect it and just – they've said during the week. That's like you going to, um, going to a rest, ringing a restaurant and saying, hey, can I go come for dinner tonight booking for five? And they go, sorry, we're booked out. And then you rock up and crack the shits when they say there's nowhere for you to sit. Yeah. They've told you that he didn't want to do an interview. Why would you then go and ask and then be su- and then surprised when he says no? So – and that's not just for Dusty, that's for any player. If any player's coming back or, you know, just in general isn't up to doing an interview for that day because, you know, we're so aware of mental health and all that these days and sometimes the attention is a lot for people. I mean, Bailey Smith famously talked about it not too long ago how he um, sometimes struggles with the attention. But you should be allowed to deny an interview. It doesn't matter how much they're paying for it. I mean, if you really, if the AFL or Fox Footy 
is hanging on Dusty's 30-second interview after the game to survive, then they've got bigger issues and Dustin Martin mm. not doing an interview for them. So for mine, if someone doesn't want to do an interview for whatever reason it is, just let them be. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think uh, eventually they'll, they'll get an interview from Dusty. But I think these first game back, emotions are high. I can just, just let him be. Oh, that's it. Four yeah. or five weeks from now, he'll probably do an yeah. interview after the game. But he doesn't give much anyway, so no, I'm not sure He's never why. done interviews, so like, why, is it, why are they surprised? I mean, Nick Rewalt did a sit-down with him, I think, a year or two ago. It was like yeah, a one-on-one thing at right. Fox Footy, and it was he didn't give much then. And mm. he even spoke to Dusty about why he doesn't like it. And Dusty just blatantly told him, I don't really like media. I don't enjoy doing it. So then for Nick to then go down to the rooms and try and grab him after, you know what I mean, especially yeah. after what he's been through lately... It's like, are you even listening to what he's saying? It's, yeah. it's disrespectful. Yeah. So, I mean, I know a lot of people are going to have a different opinion and maybe I'm biased because it's dusty, but I think this for all players, not just Richmond players. Mm. Yeah. If you don't want to do an interview, it's not an easy thing to do. You stand up in front of the media and you see some players definitely struggle more than others. So mm. that's just my opinion on that. Yeah. I mean, you look at his Norm Smith speeches. Yeah. There wasn't a lot to it. I think the first two years he said yellow and black. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that he said, let's go. So yeah, he hasn't really, he's not really a man of many words, is no, he? No, no. I mean, that's that's the whole mystique of Dusty though, isn't it? That's why he's Dusty. He's just very, he's a very mysterious man. Well, it, it is. Yeah. Well, it I mean, is, yeah. We, we had this conversation yesterday um, for Mother's Day. We had lunch together, obviously. And we were, we were chatting about the different players and, you know, how some cope with media attention and some don't as much. And we were saying, well, some of the players... Um, from the outside, you know, think almost thrust themselves into having more attention by what they post on social media and this and that. And then there was a counter-argument that, well, yeah, but if they don't do that, then they're not going to attract these brand deals and all these things that bring them in other income, which in our rebuttal with, well, Dustin Martin hardly posts anything and he's the most marketable guy in footy. Yeah. It's been, it's because of that mystique. But yeah. I also do believe that that's not going to work with every player. No. So Bailey Smith is obviously the other one that's massive at the moment. He's cotton on. I mean, he's everywhere. And mm. rightfully so. Yeah. But... I think if Bailey Smith didn't really post anything, it, that wouldn't work for him. He's, I, I he doesn't strike me as that type of guy that would get away with like the mystique, you know, sort of no one knows yeah. about him. If you, he, I feel like you need to see a lot of Bailey Smith, if that yeah. makes sense. So I think everybody's different, but I think it's, yeah, it is interesting how that mystique of Dusty makes everyone so much more interested in him. Yeah. Yeah. No, completely agree. Um, but yeah, we've, uh, we've dwelled on Dusty Media for a while, haven't we? But it's, it's, a, it's a passionate topic. Uh. Well, absolutely it is. And I could, we could do a whole podcast no. just on no. Dustin Martin. So. <laughs> but we shan't. No. Maybe one day. One day. Okay. Um, the Gold Coast Suns on the same day as, as, as the Tigers. This went a bit under the radar. Well, this I was like. one of the upsets I referenced earlier with unexpected yep. wins. And I didn't think Gold Coast were going to fly up to the SCG and knock over the Swans up there. But, but they do it all the time. They do, Have you don't seen they? The stat? They yeah. do. They do it a lot. But just you kind of forget the past, especially yeah. with the Suns, I guess. It's, they're not really a memorable... Side that being rude again, yeah. I'm, I'm shitting on another side. Irrelevant today. is what you're saying. They're a little bit irrelevant, especially down in Melbourne when no one really supports them because yeah. um, everyone's already got their own side here. So no one really follows it too closely. And then the Swans have obviously had a pretty good season thus far. So you just expect them to go over there and get the job done. But Gold Coast are really impressive to come out and uh, beat them by 14 points in the end. So it was relatively close, but you still think Sydney probably should have won that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Sydney want to be a top four premiership team. They can't be losing uh, games like this, and I think it's a yeah. They're, they're, I think you were saying earlier their SCG record isn't great this year as well. So um, yeah, a bit, a bit to a bit to worry about for the Swans, um, but the Gold Coast. I mean, it's good. I like. I mean, I've, I've said it many times. I like. I want the Gold Coast Suns to do well, um, but I feel like they just have these wins every now and then where they surprise people, and it's never really consistent. I'd love to see them put a run together. 
um, and you know, get closer to the, the top eight because they need to eventually. Well, they need they? to show something. Yeah, they, I mean, the Giants have made grand finals pre or grand final prelims. Yeah. Um, you know, multiple final series, and Gold Coast haven't got near it. No. So, I mean, how how long? Till you just think about wrapping the experiment up, you know, teams famously don't work on the Gold Coast and you know, they've lasted long enough now, the Suns, but until they play finals, they, no one's really going to consider them a serious side. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was going to say, I think one gonna... thing that was really impressive uh, during that game, though, was Isaac Rankin's little move into yeah, the middle of the good. ground. Yeah. Um, they tried something different with him. Obviously, he was sort of, um, you know, Pointed putting that forward pocket position as we sort of known him to be, but moving him to the middle ended up being a pretty good move. He still kicked a couple of goals, but he had a really good game, and I thought that was a bit of a not a career changing sort of moment. But I mean, it, it gives him more more in his arsenal. Yeah, I guess it makes him more of a dangerous player. And now that we know he can do that, it's going to be exciting mm. what we see him do going forward. Well, he's, he's essentially done nothing since his first three or four games, where he absolutely lit it up um, and probably got a big head from it and went missing for you know nearly two years so yeah that, that's definitely been his best game since his since his debut so good on him i hope he does well because he was yeah was he number two number three draft pick so i think he was number yeah, three, number but, three. That, but maybe that's something that they should have looked at earlier they're, they're saying we've got this talented player we know he's very talented and he's got the all the ability in the world and potential but he's not getting much of the footy in the forward pocket let's bring him somewhere where he's going to get more of the mm. ball and see what he does with it surprise it took this long but they made the change and it, you know paid dividends yeah um, what about the Bombers? Wow. Aren't wow. they up and about at the moment? Wowie. Well, let me just say for starters, it, it was an impressive pr- impressive win in the sense that la- very last minute they lost five five starting players to, I think it was COVID or just general just illness? Illness, I think it general was. So they had like a virus or a flu or something. There yeah. is a flu going around. I know Richmond had a couple as well. I think yeah. there was another team or two that had a few in those players. But they lost five players late um, into the game and they looked pretty much down and out the entire game to the last quarter where they stormed home and won by 27. But I'll let you give your thoughts on the game f- just after this. But I f- wanted to say, I mean, Essendon supporters are all up and about saying, you know, Hawthorne have won three games this year. You haven't knocked off Melbourne. Mm. They, they're calling it the miracle and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, it's not exactly a miracle when you've beaten Hawthorne, who I, I rate Hawthorne, but they've won three games this year. They're a rebuilding club. They're not a final side. They haven't really beaten someone massively notable. And now that I've said that, Hawthorne will knock the Tigers off next week, no <laughs> doubt. But I was still impressive, to, you know, to, to especially not to know who was in your side, you know, very last minute um, and gets five new blokes in you probably weren't expecting to be there. It changes structures. It changes a lot of things. I know that. So it was impressive, but probably not as impressive as everyone's making it out to be. Yeah, yeah. Mate, you're trying to steal my thunder and be careful. I apologise. I'll back off. Be careful. Off. We'll wait. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that later. Um, <laughs> what about the D's? Well, they're just unstoppable. What does that say on the run sheet? You like it? Deezer's Christ. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Deez. Deezer's Christ. That's... Uh, very yeah, punny. That's very punny. Um, their job, <laughs> I mean, do we expect anything less? No, no. But, you know, the Saints were in the top four before that game um, and Melbourne were 50 points in front. Well, in this is the first time they've time. beaten this year, I think, isn't it? Is it? Melbourne. Okay. I'm pretty sure they've, I'm, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure they've played mostly bottom eight sides. Yeah. So well, that's, not to di- that's not to discredit them. I mean, they've done it quite comfortably and really haven't looked like they're trying against any of his sides so yeah. far. But 
Uh, I think this might be their first top eight side. And yeah, once again, 38 points, pretty comfortable yeah. win. Though then they just cruised in that second half. But that's what yeah. they do. Yeah. They just get a nice little cozy lead and then they just cruise and don't work too hard. They don't really care too much and they don't want to hurt anybody, obviously, because they're going to have some big games coming up eventually, no doubt. And they're going to want to have mm. their best players on the park. I got a massive one this week. I got West Coast at Optus. <laughs> Jeez, they've got a. <laughs> I reckon they can rest every player in their team, just swap their VFL. Do you reckon and they still beat them? Casey Demons could roll out against the West Definitely. Coast. Definitely. Yeah. Dollar a so. dollar one to nineteen dollars. The odds for that game next week. Oh, but it's at Optus, so maybe West Coast could, you know, pinch I one over there. You've 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 gone the early crow with our previews. And I just usually I saw do the betting it. when we do the previews. I know, I know. I saw it and I couldn't help myself but yeah. bring it up. You mentioned it. You yeah. mentioned they had West Coast. What would we'll talk about it in the preview, actually. Yeah, we'll, we'll save it. We'll save, save it. it. We'll save it. Um, what about the Mighty Blues, mate? Top oh four. Oh, God. Watching that with you was bloody heartache <laughs> yesterday. Let me tell you. Nah, you guys were very impressive. Uh, no surprises there. Charlie Kerno, absolutely oh, on fire. Geez. Patrick Cripps, another three votes. I mean, everyone was just on song yesterday. And it was, as a Carlton fan, I can imagine how good it would have been to watch. Mate, can I just say, Charlie Kerno, like, what, see, I think this is, this is going underrated how good he has been. He hasn't played footy for two years. And he's coming second in the Coleman medal. He's only three goals from the top. Yeah. But like for a player that hasn't played in two years, he's kicked bags of five, six. Like he's he shouldn't be should he be doing that? You know, well, he's had a lot of time out. He's had a lot of time out, but I mean I, It's I think, a great story. Yeah, it's a great story. And I think if you think back to what Charlie was doing before his injuries, or he wasn't doing probably doing this as consistently. No. But he was showing flashes yeah, he was. and you saw ability and you just you knew that this is the type of player he could be. Mm. And all the work that he's allegedly put in in the offseason while he's been injured and all that. I mean, once again, seems to be paying dividends and he's been consistent this season. You can't ask for anything more. And like you said, second in the Coleman, he's also competing against Harry Mackay last year's yeah, Coleman medalist. Exactly. So no no mean feat. No, it's 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 crazy. Um, and especially after the round one game against against you guys where he barely touched the ball and we thought, okay, it's going to take Charlie a while to get into this season. Maybe, you know, we're not going to see the best of him until halfway through, but... Jeez, and he kick, kicks five in round two and um, doesn't look back from there. So it's um, it's crazy, and it's, it's so good to see him out there. Um, him and Harry playing together finally. Like they've barely played any footy together, and they got drafted um, in the same year. So um, do you reckon it's the best duo, forward duo, or maybe you know, Cameron and Hawkins are pretty good, but that'd be it'd be very close out of those. Probably in terms of consistency. I mean, I'd have to say those two, Harry and. Charlie, just if you look at the goals of both kicked, I yeah. think they're both pretty high up in the common. I mean, so are Tom and Jeremy though, so yep. hard to look past that. Yeah, it's a tough one. They're they're pretty much on point. I think mine. they're definitely the top two. Oh, hundred percent the top yeah. two. I mean, I can't even really think of another duo that's really clicking that well at the moment. No, no. I mean, Tom Lynch and Jack Rewood aren't bad, but I wouldn't consider them like a dangerous duo. So mm. I think those two are definitely the ones. Yeah, same age, um, both athletic. Um, it's 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 good. It's very good to watch. And then your Harry, I think Harry's just been super consistent. hasn't you know kicked bags, but he's just been hasn't away. needed to. No, exactly. Charlie's been doing it, so uh, it is exciting. And yeah, Blues are in the four, um, which is good. You know, we haven't beaten you know strong opposition the last couple of weeks, but the way we've played has been really impressive. We've been able to put teams away. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, Cripps is doing Cripps things. He's he's a freak, um, and he's yeah definitely be winning the Brownlow Medal at the moment. For sure. Is there a way to tag him? I heard it, we were talking about it on SCN today. Well, not we, like I was included, but they, they were talking about it on SCN today. Now, questioning how you tag someone like Patrick Cripps, and I don't think you can. I don't think you can. You can just put a body on him and try and 
block him a little bit, but you can't really mm. tag him because he's a contested beast. That's what he loves. Mm. So unless you can find a way to not let him get to a contest, which how do you do that? Well, yeah, I think you're, you're going to have to let another big-bodied midfielder go go at him. I think I think Jack Steele did it to him a couple of years ago and, and shut him down. Um, but that was before Jack Steele became, you know, like his own ball-winning player. When Jack Steele used to be, he was pretty much a shutdown player. Yeah, no, he, two years yeah, ago. he used to be a yeah. massive role. That was think, his role. Yeah, and he, he shut down Cripps um, just from doing that. So you probably need a, a big body to go with him. Well, I think the person I've probably seen do it the best, Jack Steele's done it pretty well, but Pendlebury did a good job one time as well, mm. which is surprising because he's not really a lockdown. Just smart. Just positioning. Just a very smart footballer. Scott Penelbury is one of my favourites of all time. Um, yeah, he's, he's a genius. So that's probably how we figured Crips out then. But yeah, you're right. It's going to take something special to slow him down. Yep. No, it's, it's great. It's great to see. And again, another great story. Um, yeah. His body was, was absolutely cooked the last two years. And it just shows you know, how many other players are out there that are, you know, their bodies are cooked and they're copying so much criticism. They're th- now people think they're done. Um, yeah. There's, there's always... There's always hope. Um, you know, I, I never, I never thought Cripps was done. A lot of the people in the media did, um, <clears throat> but yeah, he's he's playing um, yeah career best, which is scary because he was the best player in the comp in 2019, and he's gotten even better. So, um, no, it's great. And yeah, Blues in the four. I think I've uh, I think I've gone. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we, you mentioned before we touched too much on Dusty. I think Carlton's had a bit too All much right, of a that, run. So that's let's uh, move on for that one. What about the Naughty Eagles? Mate, they're in, uh, reminiscent of the uh, the early 2000s. Did you Eagles. see the name and shaming and everything? It was like the Barley Nine oh. just on the news today. I didn't see that. That's pretty funny. That is good. Yeah. That's good. But yeah, that's, I don't know, interesting. I, I just found out today as well that the nightclub that they attended, which is what we're referring to, obviously the nightclub yep. incident, about seven of their players were seen out of a nightclub breaking, breaking COVID protocol, I believe, like Eagles protocol. Yep. Um, and it was after the Richmond game last week, which... Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I've had a 110-point loss, yeah, the last thing I want to do is go to a nightclub. Yeah. But these guys obviously thought that was okay. And even if it wasn't breaking COVID protocols, if you're a team that's struggling as much as the Eagles are at the moment and you're a professional athlete, wouldn't you be doing everything you can to try and get yourself and also your teammates at the, you know the best physical condition you can possibly get in to try and help yourself win games? Because at the moment, you're not getting anywhere. And surely... Going to a nightclub isn't helping. I'm not saying players can't enjoy themselves. We spoke about Jack Ginevan last week. He went to the pub with a mate. No problem with that. But if you're getting belted every week and you're just going off and se- like, not, I know they wouldn't have been celebrating, but going off and you know partying and drinking and all the rest of it, it's only you know inhibiting your abilities. Yeah. So for me, I, I yeah, I think West Coast is on the right thing. They've all copped a pretty heavy fine. Mm, yeah, they're just having the season from hell, aren't they? I reckon. I mean, tell me what you think, but I reckon West Coast. They're losing pretty much all their games anyway. Yeah. I reckon a massive statement would have been to suspend these guys. Mm. Now, yeah. I know the argument is that they're, you know, they need the players. They're already missing a lot. But it's like, but they're going to lose games. They're going to lose those games anyway. Mm. So making a massive statement like that, dropping those players, I, I think would have been huge for the club and been a big, um, I don't want to say big boost because obviously you're just losing you know, good players. But I think, yeah, I think it would have been the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if they were in a better. You know, list management management position where they have more players to choose from. I think they definitely would, but yeah, I, th- I just think their hands are tied with this one. Yeah, a yeah. little bit, but like that's that's why you, you yeah, look at it two ways. It is. It's a tough one because I think if they were in a better position and they were pushing for finals, 
then they're probably less inclined to drop seven players because mm. you're pushing for finals. But yeah. when you're in a position where you're probably going to lose all your upcoming games regardless, you, I think, make the statement. Yeah. But that's just for me. Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting discussion, that one. Um, but I'm sure we can all agree West Coast suck, so <laughs> stuff them. <laughs> all right, let's move on to round nine. Um, Friday night footy, just the one game on Friday night this week, which is good. Thank God. We yeah. had a lot of complaints, not to the podcast directly, but a lot of people I was speaking who yeah. had a lot of complaints about it. No yeah. one was really happy. And, I mean, especially with the second one, like Freo North, how did that even deserve it? Like, even if that was by itself, that would have been poor. Yeah, that's terrible. So it just, it made no sense. I would love to know the numbers, like who was watching these games. Yeah, yeah. No. Especially the fact that Freo was like, what, 8.40 at night it started? Yeah, it didn't finish till like over, up past 11 o'clock. Yeah, so no one's one. staying up to watch that game. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, um, but yeah, this Friday night, we've got Collingwood and the Bulldogs at Marvel. This would be a good game. It's always a good game between yeah. these two sides. But the Dogs need to win. I mean, the Pies need to win too. I mean, they, the Trelaw Cup. they probably had some expectations after a pretty solid start. Like They they probably believe that they can you know, push for finals as well. well. I believe they can too if they yeah. get a few wins on the so board. It's a huge game. And if you look back to last week against the Tigers, I don't. Th- I think the margin probably flooded Richmond a little bit. I mean, Collingwood did kick a couple of junk time goals, but I didn't think we were that much better than them, if that makes sense. I thought Collingwood were pretty good regardless, just a few silly mistakes. So it wouldn't surprise me if they went over and uh, knocked the Bulldogs off. But being at Marvel Stadium mm. and the Doggies just losing to Port Adelaide, if this doesn't light a fire in the Dogs' bellies, then I don't know what will. Yeah. And I think that they'll come out on Friday night and get the job done in the uh, the Adam Trelaw Cup. Yep. Yep, I think the dogs as well. I think if they if they drop this, then I think they're done. No the finals. Dogs, I think so. Yeah, if they lose they, to Collingwood at Marvel, yeah, their home deck. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I agree. I they're done. They have to win this. Um, Saturday Arvo Hawthorne Richmond. Oh God, another no, Saturday afternoon. One forty five. It's like the AFL doesn't pay attention to what I say on this podcast, despite the fact the fixtures were released a long time before I hey, said anything. You got to earn your prime time spots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three flags. Okay. Um, gonna be a good game. Gonna be a really good game. Hawthorne are probably due I for another Hawthorne win. Were, were rubbish. You were saying not too long ago. No, I didn't say they were rubbish. <laughs> I said they've only won three games. Yeah, but they're probably due for another win because they played some pretty decent footy as well. I mean, they only just lost to you guys by a point. I think it was, and I had a couple other close encounters this season. So they can definitely give us a run for our money. But I think if Richmond continue the form that they've been in against the last two sides, um, then we should get the job done and. With uh, Prestia and Vlossen coming back into that lineup, I think it could be pretty scary. So mm. I reckon the Tigers. Yeah, it will be good to have Prestia back for a week, won't it? <laughs> yeah, well, you, no, thankfully not an injury last week. It was just illness. Yeah. So just the one week. But yeah, who knows? You'll come back to another ACL or not an ACL, <laughs> a hamstring or something yeah. like that. So touch wood. <laughs> um, yeah, Richmond for me as well. Um, North Melbourne, Port Adelaide and Tassie. Ooh, yeah. It's hard to speak North. Even though it's down in Tassie, but I think Port comfortably. What you you looking at me like you might tip North? Well, you just called them irrelevant about ten minutes ago. I did call them irrelevant, but I jump into it early because this leads into my big call. A big call. Okay, no, wait, wait. Maybe don't. Well, tip. I, mean, I think it's obvious now. Though. We'll save it. Yeah, but we don't know the details. Okay, we don't know the details. I'll pick Port. You do your pick when the big call comes on. Okay, sounds good. Um, St Kilda Geelong at Marvel. Saints need this, don't they? It's going to be a very good game. I find this one very hard to tip. I think St Kilda have played such good footy at Marvel Stadium this year that it gives me hope that they can, like, gives them a bit of faith in them. Mm. And I reckon they can get the job done against the Cats. 
And I haven't watched Geelong super closely this year either, so I'm not really... Very I mean, I've seen their wins-losses, but I'm not really aware of... They go on win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Yeah. And had a win on the weekend, did they not? Yeah. The so, Giants. due for a loss. And Saints are due for a win. So, I'm going to go the Saints just, and only because it's at Marvel, and they play some seriously good footy there. Yeah. I'm going to go the Cats, but yeah, well, I don't know. This, this can go either way. Honestly, a flip of the coin. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the Saints bounce back. Um, and if the yeah, Geelong can get some sort of consistency, which they've they've lacked this season, so be a great game. Uh, Saturday night we've got Sydney and Essendon at the SCG. Oh, geez, I mean you'd expect the Swans, Swans have to bounce back. Yeah, they have to, don't they? Especially yeah. home again, two weeks in a row. You don't, they can't, they can't lose to Essendon. Mm. There can't be another miracle at the SCG, can there? <laughs> Surely not. Surely not. No, nah, I mean yeah, especially just going by even the teams on paper, you could go the Swans in yeah. this one. Adelaide, Brisbane at the Adelaide Oval. Oh, Brisbane. Brisbane, Brisbane yeah. have to get this one done, don't yep. they? Brisbane. Uh, Sunday, Arva, we've got Gold Coast and Frio at Metricon. Are could we, this be interesting? It, no, I think it could be. Gold I think Coast, Gold Coast could cause an upset. They're good up at there. home. They, they are good, and I reckon they could cause an upset. Um, but I don't think they will. I think Frio no. will win this one. I think Frio will win, but I, I wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if it's a, a tight game. Because I'm pretty sure Gold Coast beat them there last year. They did. Yeah. Yeah. So... No, it'd be a good game. Ferrer's a different side, though. They are. Last they're year. much better. Uh, GWS and Carlton at Giant Stadium. I don't, I don't oh, like Giants. this. This makes me sick. Why? Because this is like... Because we never beat GW, GWS at Giant Stadium. Or we, we actually never beat GWS. In general. I think we beat them... We probably beat them when they were, you know, just founded. When everyone, <laughs> everyone was beating them. So if you didn't beat them, then you have nah. some issues. And then we've probably beat them like once or twice since. So oh, they're, right. they're like Gold Coast for us where we just can't beat them. Okay. So there you go. Interesting. Is that a bit of, is that going to change your tip? No, no. I still no. think Carlton will win this one. Okay. I mean, the form you guys are in at the moment, it's hard to see. I mean, um, we, yeah, we're we, losing we to a team like GWS. Definitely yeah, should so. win. I mean, they, could, um, they may be a bogey side, but I think you'll break the bogey this year. You've done it already with Richmond. Yeah, we have, so we've broken bogey. We still can't. Just can't beat the Gold Coast. Coast. Yeah, yeah, just can't beat Gold Coast. So but no, no, I think you'll, you'll beat the Giants next week yeah. or this week. Yeah, no, I think we definitely should win, but. Yeah, I'm not, not confident, that's for sure. Um, and then the Melbourne's final, got the bye next week. Yeah, I know. The final game is a bye. So that's interesting. <laughs> Melbourne versus the Eagles. Really uh, give, us, give us the odds. What were they again? Uh, $1.01 Melbourne to West Coast, $19. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen... Is that the longest odds ever oh, for an I AFL mean, game? I'm not a... It would have aficionado, to be. So $19 sure, is... It's got to be up there. That's uncompetitive. The yeah. I, I wouldn't mind putting some money on this game. 19 bucks. I did hear Max Gorn might a, miss it. Put a tenner, yeah, I saw that. Put a tenner on West Coast to get the job done. Imagine that. But remember Melbourne last year lost games to bottom of the ladder. No, oh, but the West Coast is different. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, imagine this is their first loss of the season against West Coast and you put a sneaky tenner, sneaky tenner on this one. I'm not going to. That's a waste of money, no, but I'm just saying. No chance. But no, these, this no, no yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, Melbourne win this game hands yeah. down. No problem. Yeah. Poor West Coast. Though. They had Brisbane and Melbourne two weeks in a row. Unlucky. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on. Crimea River. Michelle. Do you want me to do it we're first? We're the Crimea River. We're going to go with the Actually, big no, call. go your big call while, we, while we're in tipping mode. We're going in the tipping mode. We'll go the big call. So, obviously, I think it was made pretty evident who yep. I'm tipping for this game. And I don't know why, but North Port Adelaide, by all means, Port Adelaide should win this game very comfortably. But I think if North were ever going to make a stand um, and prove to the AFL world that they're not a nothing club, as I kind of just referenced to earlier. 
Um, they might go over to Blindstone Arena in Tasmania and get the Chockies against Port Adelaide in a very, very close match. So mm, I don't know how confident I am with my big call, but I had to make one this week, and uh, that's the one I'm rolling with because I think North desperately need to show something. I thought Port were back. No, I think Port might are back, but I mm, think if okay. North can get something done... That's only, I, know I know I've been very contradictory today mm. um, with the things I've been saying, but... That's my big yeah. call that North will just get the Chockies down there in Tasmania. Yeah, I'm, I like it. I like it, but um, I'm a bit confused with uh, your, oh, your mode of thinking well. at I the just, moment. I'm so. confused as well. Don't worry, mate. I just <laughs> needed to pick something, and that was what I went with. So That's what the big call does. It, it brings out some weird things in you. For those that don't know or haven't picked up on it, we do usually make the big calls off the cuff and <laughs> sort of run with them as we you, go. You think about it all week, don't you? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It depends. So, no, a lot of times off the cuff, cuff. but I think that makes it better because you're not thinking about it too much. You're just sort of going, no, that's the one I'm rolling with. Exactly. It's worked well for you. It hasn't worked well for me. Well, I'm only, I'm one from one. So, we'll see. We'll see. But if I get, if I completely butcher this one, um, it'll be back in your hands next week. But for this week, it was me and uh, you've got your Crimey A River. So, we'll uh, QJT. Let's do it. I'm probably going to upset a few people here. Um, but um, so Saturday night, Essendon played Hawthorne. Essendon had five laid outs. Okay, that's, that's, that's bad. Like any team that loses five players at the start of the game is, is, is bad. But then you look at Essendon's team that night and they still had a very strong team out there. Like they had some of their best players playing. You know, Peter Wright kicked six goals. Darcy Parrish was good. Zach Merritt was good. Dylan Shield was good. Sam Draper was good. Um, they had some very good players playing. And then they played Hawthorne, who not many people are expecting to do great things. I mean, yeah, they've been impressive in some games, but, you know, everyone was tipping Essendon to be a lot better than Hawthorne this year. And then, yeah, Hawthorne, what? Hawthorne were 25 points up, and then Essendon kicked eight goals in the last quarter, which is impressive. But, come on. They're calling it like they've just beaten Melbourne by 10 goals and here we go, Essendon's season's turned around. They've just beat the Mighty Hawks. Um, you know, Peter Wright's kicked six goals, which is fantastic, but the miracle at Marvel? Yeah, Seriously. It's, it's a very come interesting on. terminology. Great win, but come on. Like, it's not a... Oh God, I don't know what else to say here without making it sound like we're too Essendon. Ah, uh, do it. Run, run with it. Go for I it. Just, I just feel like it's... You've had such a poor season, and you, you ha- win, you, yeah? you're hanging your hat on a, a win against Hawthorne, where you you were down by thirty points and came back um, against a team that has, has I think has the worst last quarter record in the AFL at the moment. Yeah, so, they do. Um, they blew a 30, 40 point lead against Sydney the other week at three quarter time. <laughs> um, so, I mean, good on you, Essendon. Like, well done. You got your second win of the season. You got out of the. The bottom two, which is good, um, but uh, yeah, I just miracle at Marvel. I think is a bit is a bit much, and um, you can at me if you want. We can we can get you all on the podcast next week, and we can have a discussion about it. But that's my Crimea River, and um, and yeah, I think you got a bit. You'll have a bit of a wake up call this week against the Swans at the SCG. That's probably my favourite Crimea River of this of the year. Mm. I didn't. I wasn't sure about it because you know because of our history with Essen and, and <laughs> with it, but like that. That, that's just how I saw it. Great win, but let's not get carried away with it. Well, you're right. I did kind of steal your thunder earlier. So, as you know, I do yeah. agree with you. Yes, um, I know. But, yeah, you're, you're right. That's why we probably should have 
ran this by each also, other before we went with this. I saw Cameron Ling said something very similar today on 7 AFL, which oh, did he? I don't love Cameron Ling, but he did make a good point on that as well. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like you said, it is impressive. You still came back from how many points? Yeah. Peter Wright kicking six. You know, anyone kicking six is a great effort. But they still had a better team than Hawthorne that night on, the, on the park. That, yeah, that's the yeah. thing as well. So, you know, I think Devin Smith was one of the yeah, ones that was he, brought into the side And he side played too. well. And he played well, which he needed to do. He needs yeah. to find a consistent side. Yeah. Consistent spot back in the side is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Andrew McGrath was another one. Like, he played really well. Like, they had a very good team out there, Essendon. So, relax. Can't relax. turn it down, Essendon yeah. fans. Come it's, on. Uh, it's your second win for the year. And we're, what, we're eight rounds in, so. <laughs> yeah, come you, on. You're two and six. Yeah, let's string a couple more together and uh, and we'll, then we'll talk. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to cop a bit for that. But that's fine. That's all a part of it. Uh, we love it. We love we love the Essendon fans so much. So, um, can't wait to talk to you during the week. The most unbiased fans in the mm. league. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we probably should wrap up there, shall we? I think, yeah, I think yeah. that's it. We're done for the week. Yep. Um, yeah, as yeah, make sure you leave us a review. I'm sure they're going to be pretty um, pretty vile this week from the Essendon fans. But if you're not an Essendon fan and you love that, make sure you give us a great review. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to it, make sure you uh, follow us and we'll chat next week. Thank you.